0: What is happening? (laughs) Never mind. We're gonna go live. (laughs) Yay!
1: (laughs) I told you he was a professional.
0: (laughs) See,
2: Brady? Did I tell you give him give him a few minutes to see what happens?
1: Uh, Yeah. Oh me,
2: my big mouth!
0: You stupid Uh, Spotify! (laughs) I went to play.
3: Get hit. I didn't like
0: the song I was playing. (laughs) And I was like, I like this one. And Spotify's like, literally, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it just said Spotify can't play this right now. If you have the file on your computer, you can play it from there. Why would I play it from there if I, if I'm dealing with you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> you son of a He's a what? professional, Brandon. Remember, he—that's
2: what he said. I'm a professional. I yeah, right before,
1: was... right before he fucked up. That was pretty, and how was Syntax in here before we even went live? Like what happened? That's wild. He was yeah, waiting was... for us.
0: He was waiting for us to go. I had a whole thing. I had a whole thing I was going to do. I was going to come in here and I was going to be reading this prompt magazine. And I was going to be like, oh, hello there. I didn't notice you were, you were here at the show. I was just reading my Jack Reesider Darknet Diaries edition of prompt <laughs> magazine. Oh, look, Jack. I was going to have a whole thing. <laughs> and I always so you fuck it up, bitch. God, so, God.
1: So, is this your first time. <laughs> Jack, you haven't watched this show before, have you? No. <laughs> Darknet Diaries. Dead. This
0: is not, <laughs> or anything that resembles a professional fucking thing. Oh, uh, welcome to the show. My name is uh, my who the. It- Gives a shit with my name is. My name is unemployed. <laughs> uh, I am joined by, of course, Bad Code dot dot, dot 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 Horse Tech Brandon and our very esteemed guest, friend of mine for a number of years now, and big big deal here in the uh, here not only in the industry but in the hacker community, which I tend to think is way more important. Uh, Mister Jack Reesider, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, dude? So happy to have you on, and you can witness. Firsthand, that uh, from the I think the first time I ever interviewed Jack was on like my own stream. Ah, was that who just did that? Jake Jake does weird. I thought my Spotify finally started playing. I was like, no, not now.
1: (laughs) It did sound like a nice trumpet, didn't it? Like that hit that jazz right
0: at the peak. And I was going to take, the, like, the three, four minutes that we do a song and have a sip of coffee and, like, get my head right. And we're just, we're in it. We are in it now. Uh, yeah, Jack, hey Jack, you came on a long time ago when I first started doing my stream. You we were very gracious. Like, three people were watching. And um, I, and I he just, came back? Well, wow. He's back now. Well, Brandon's the one that asked him. I, I don't know if I Jack knew I was again. the one running it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think the first time I ran into you, Danny, you were screaming at me at Def Con. I apparently wasn't f- following the line rules very well, <laughs> and you're like, "Get on the wall!"
0: I I did I did it, and in, in fact, tell Jack to make a hole one time. No, um, uh, Jack and I uh, had actually, and this is I'll just come in with one of my favorite stories between. Well, first of all, uh, it needs no no introduction. Host of Darknet Diaries, Jack. How long have you been doing Darknet Diaries for now?
4: Uh six years now. Good God. How's um, that well, been going, man? Do you still love it yeah, as it. much
0: as you do as as much as you did when you first started?
4: Yeah, I mean the the stories are fantastic. I love hearing good stories. So I'm getting into some good ones.
0: Yeah, you don't see any, uh, no, no I, I I, don't think there's any end in sight for the amount of story no. that you'll be able to dig yeah, up. I could t- slow down with the
4: InfoSec news. I'm good to go, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the, that's the one thing we don't really touch on here. Like, if we're really, like, stretching, like, oh, shit, we have to do a show and we haven't talked about it, then maybe we'll dig up some news, but. Uh, All right, I'm going to stop drinking this. Um, six years, darknetdiaries.com, uh, now prompt you did your issue your prompt, which you did. Uh, you've done a couple signings now, right? Like where you had people mm-hmm. come out and say, Hey, I'm going to be sitting here for a while and sign in. We had a giant line at Shmoo, which I we were all super happy about.
4: Yeah, thanks for helping out with that. That was really cool. I was really glad to see a, uh, uh, what, do, what do you call them? Knock Goon? No, uh, well, a Sock A Sock help out <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the Dark Knight Diaries uh, line at ShmooCon. Like it was just perfect. You, you knew how to handle it perfectly well. Like you were, you were the, you were the most skilled at that. It
0: was, uh, it, it definitely like, like was scratching the itch. Cause I don't get to do it. Uh, you know, I, I have another 11, you know, well now we have another six, seven months, but like 11 months in between. That is the one thing that when you go home after that, uh, I mean, this will be my sixth year doing it is then you're nobody. When you go home uh, and, and you yeah. and like, I remember my first year when I, when I was doing that, I went to the grocery store and people were just like, um, Jack brought it up. Dev dev likes to count however many times that I bring it up um, where I would go to the grocery store and there was people be milling about in front of the, in front of the door. <laughs> and it was if, if give me an aneurysm because like i, I, best, I can't do anything about it it's uh, it's only when i have power i want to get power mad with the red shirt um, it's like
4: you're a border collie like get in line right,
0: <laughs> right like i start freaking out like but, biting my own haunches if i can't do it
2: he can't help himself
1: oh See, i can't. Was,
0: wasn't there an experiment
2: when they um they gave a bunch of people like um like they made them, they gave them a bunch of privileges in, in a prison, and they did this yeah. whole thing, and the power went to the head. Oh, oh yeah,
0: that I is think, classic Danny. Yeah. Completely empathize with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I was like, I'm powerless, so then I just I go home and yell at the wall. Um, Jack, how are things? How 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 are you? You are so th- th- that this is is that's this is your full time gig now, right? Like it's been for a while, right? Your 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 show and everything, yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I mean to to back up. I was a uh, network security engineer for ten years, managing Cisco firewalls and IDSs and SIMs, and monitoring the logs and threat hunting. And uh, yeah, after after a while, I got burnt out. I think I think that's where. I think I think I got a pretty bad burnout there, right? So so they were like, you need to build a sock, and I was like, all right, cool. We're gonna need this much money and this many heads, and they're like, oh, we're only really gonna give you like two people, and you got to do it twenty four seven. I was like, show me the math on how this is possible. And so to me, the definition of like uh, stress is when you're not given enough resources to do what you need to do, and you're like stretching everything thin. And, and so the stress was just through the roof, and I was just like, I'm done with this. And that's when I switched over to the podcast. Um, Not making any money on it, but I had a dream that it could and uh, really just kind of gave it all for like three months trying to be like, all right, if I give three months of this and see if I can make like ramen type of uh, income, uh, then I'll keep going with it. Otherwise, I'll go back to get a different job. So I did get some ramen income in that three months and just kept (laughs) it going since then. So you full blown
1: so, quit quit your job and just and just went whole hog into it? Is that what you're going to say Yeah,
4: yeah, but it it, it wasn't quite uh, making money for a while. It was it was just squeaking by, but it was it was nice to get that first sponsor of like, okay, look, here's proof. Now I just need two sponsors and then four sponsors. So, yeah, it's been um at least a good 5 6 years now of just full-time doing it and and it's going great. Yeah, who, I looked, who was I your first sponsor? Up, my first sponsor. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember just throwing in like you know VPN um affiliate links and stuff to begin with sure. cuz every VPN you know service in the world has an affiliate link but um yeah i i, I don't remember who it was maybe it was um nord the, the canary tools ooh
1: okay oh, that would be cool canaries hamir uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think yeah. back to some of your old ads that you used to do too and there was definitely
0: a VPN that you that you touted were you just yeah, taking all then, comers, or were you like were, like were you just like all right listen for right now i'm gonna take whoever comes in and now you can be a little more discerning
4: yeah at first i was more discerning honestly because i was like i don't want to support a security product that sucks um everyone's gonna laugh at me and and so i was really concerned but um but but now i'm like man there are so many security products i cannot vet them all and so i just kind of yolo throw it out there and my audience will tell me if they suck after the fact and then i'm like okay i'm not renewing with you but do, now i do have a rule of no vpn sponsors cuz it's just too many and there i can't trust a
2: yeah, we don't log anything until we get audited by the feds and show everything that you've been doing for the last ten years.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a trust system, and it's can't can't be proven by math that you're not logging. You can only just trust that they're doing it.
0: That was always my thing too. Like, well, anyway, well Brandon, you had a bunch of stuff that you wanted to get to. I don't want to like. Oh, I was ahead, so. Man. So the first thing that I wanted
1: to to mention was it was I'm thinking about like what am I gonna ask Jack. Um... Obviously, my my wife just told me that he's my man crush and she's not wrong. So, um, but what hey, I was going to say. Jack is on my list of exceptions. <laughs> That's what I said. And she said, I didn't know we had lists. And I thought, okay, we okay. do now. <laughs> now <laughs> we have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> but but
2: no, Now I gonna... Jack not showing his face on this po- Now it all makes sense. <laughs>
0: <It's fine. laughs> Olivia Munn, Jack Reesider. <laughs> That's right. You get to order those. <gasps> but they're tied um, for first. So this These is games perfect. Are not sponsored or
2: approved by Trybox. These are independent opinions. <laughs> <laughs> all all
4: sorry,
1: right. So bro, I was that... gonna tell I was gonna tell Jack, which now he already understands what kind of show this is, that uh that he wasn't he probably hasn't been on any podcasts like this before. But then I remembered that last year at DEFCON, Jack got invited on a podcast with Brian, Brian Brushwood. Oh that. my gosh you you heard that? Yeah. Oh my goodness,
4: that, that is a weird sounded one. like
1: it sounded like a total shit show, but it was hilarious.
4: I didn't, I, so I, I wasn't told like what the agenda was of that one. That one, I just showed up at a at a studio in Vegas, and um, I thought it, I thought they were interviewing Brian Brushwood. I didn't know they were interviewing me, so I just like sat back, gave him the mic, and then he kept pushing it my way, and I was like, "Man, the, the, you're the you're the celeb here. You've got like." A million followers on twitter and tv shows and stuff and he just kept pushing it to me i was like dude i don't what do i have to add here so it was just so weird but then i realized uh at the end after it was over that oh no they're, they're gonna do two shows one with me and one with him after and i'm like oh i could have said so much more so i just was like clueless the whole time
0: was there nobody that kind of took your hand and just said okay here's what we're doing now
4: Oh, it was just turned it on and go. And those guys were such weirdos that it worked so well to be awkward and strange.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was like a... they got into talking about, like, all sorts of just, like, gross, weird stuff. Yeah, they are
4: professional I... comedians and professional magicians in Vegas having their own podcast. And it's just it, – it gets weird fast. What's it like being on that
0: other end? Like, when you – so – You know, listen, anybody who's ever listened to, you know, your show knows that you, you are like, it's very different for me, at least being in the chair, being the interviewer, having the control, kind of knowing what's happening. What's it feel like for you? Because it's weird as shit for me. Like, what's it be to to be the interviewee? Like, is it kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I get a lot of invites to speak at conferences and I'm just like, man, what do I, I don't have anything to add here. I don't know what to say. Um, so I usually just flat out say no to that. But if we want to just talk about, if you just have questions you want to ask me and I got answers, that that sounds cool. I'll do that. So podcasts are, are kind of my, my game, my bag. I love being on podcasts. I love chatting it up and just hearing what's going on and having that interaction. So it's a lot of fun to me.
0: Um, uh Go ahead, Brandon. You had a you had a, you were in the middle of something, and I
1: interrupted you. Uh, I mean, that was so. That was kind of my lead in was just the craziness of that that podcast. But that was a good, that was a good uh, question from your perspective of how do you how do you do that? But I was gonna. So Danny opened the show or tried to open the show with the Badly. with the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wanted to dig into the the comic a little bit, like because not only is it is it very unique and cool to see like you your your creation put into that like how how does that feel and like does that make it more real to you at all or like are you gonna do more of that stuff
4: i mean so this this comic is a passion project of uh panjo crashland what's his name (laughs) jason blanchard Black Hills. Yeah. Jason, yeah. <laughs> at, at Black Hills, right? So he really loves comics and he really um is looking for good stories. So they've been making the prompt scene, I think this is maybe the sixth or seventh issue. Um and they're like, Hey, we want to turn one of your episodes into a story and I was like, uh I'm not really into comics so much. <laughs> so I don't know. And so I was like, one, one story. Okay, let's do one. We'll see how it goes. And so, yeah, we um, we worked together to do it. And, yeah, it's really fun. It's really cool to see to see things in print, to see things, you know, a physical manifestation of, of, of a podcast is, is just interesting. So it was just kind of a fun project to, to work through. And um, we've been talking about what's next there, and I'm not sure yet, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it's fun to just kind of, I mean, the, the other thing about it is that the podcast itself just has so much artwork involved with it and there's there's a lot of fun to try to create i mean you think about like some of your favorite music what are the album covers do they matter at all to the music and sometimes they do and and sometimes just the appearance of the of the musician matters a lot like do they look preppy do they look punk do they look old do they look young like there's something there that's just the aesthetic of the whole thing and so when I'm talking about when I'm working through like the art of the podcast, I want there to be like a a world that you're entering. Uh, I want to captivate you in a new way. I want I want to have a vibe and a and a, a space of I don't know. There's something there that I think is just worth pursuing. And 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 so that's where I'm going with my artwork. Which the comic has a different artist, and I'm not sure if it really maps over effectively but it's fun to uh just make all kinds of art for a podcast
1: now were you the one that picked jeremy for marketing for it or is that the one that jason wanted
4: no i think i picked like four and then i left it up to twitter to vote like who which which one should we turn into a comic and that was the highest voted There's there's that was my first
0: go ahead jake
3: all right cool (laughs) that was my first uh so i started listening at like i don't know episode 70 or whatever and then somebody was like, oh, here's the list of older ones that you need to listen to And Jeremy from marketing just knocked it out of the park. Clearly. Yeah. Top notch material. There, Love it. Yeah. It
0: was a good one. There's a really good, uh, there's a really good statement in, in the chat right now from freaking bats. Uh, I said, holy shit. If Jack Resider has, what do I have to offer moments that makes me feel a little better about my imposter syndrome. Um, I had I was I had actually had this conversation on, on Twitter with with a bunch of people I had uh, I had tweeted out what I like to do and I I, I I don't know how you uh, deal with your stress Jack and what makes you feel better day to day but I do want to know what I do is I take a person such as yourself and to, or this particular day it was Rob Fuller it was Mubix and of course when early on you know all shit Mubix you know elite hacker all of these things. And one of my most valuable lessons that I ever learned was tuning into his Twitch stream where he was doing like live hack the box or whatever. And you expected, like, you you know, uh, for me, I have these projections in my head that like he's just going to go pop, 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 right click, hack, and boom, magic. (laughs) And he's sitting there like just doing like, up arrow to find the commands because he can't remember any misspelled shit or he's like struggling with 20 minutes running a scan realizing he had a bad switch in there and i was like he's regular people just like me um you know so well he's a regular person i don't know who he's- no he's, I, I know there's different levels of regular people what, how do you, so like there, there is kind of that thing, whether you know it or not, I'm sure you do, of people come up to you like, oh, I'm, I'm such a big fan, blah, 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 like I listen to you all the time, like how do you still, you, you, how do you deal with that when you have those moments, when you have, you know, a, like some idea or show notes thing or something's not going right, like how do you Jack Reesider deal with that kind of imposter syndrome? Like, do you, has it lessened for you over the years? Six years into your podcast, has it lessened? Has it increased? Has, have you kind of learned to deal with it? Like, what's Jack do?
4: Yeah, the um, I think the antidote, an, 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 ante, antidote to imposter syndrome is confidence. So if you know what you're doing, then um, you really feel, you know, you could be bulletproof. And be like, no, I'm gonna land my foot right here and I know for a fact I'm right. And anyone else who who thinks otherwise, we can argue about it. And I'll be happy to to stand here and, and explain why this is right. And, and if you, and so, so when you're feeling that way, you got, you got to be able to point to sources, right? You're going to be like, this is where I learned it. And this is who taught it to me. And this is how I know this. I've done it myself. I've hit that command. I've pushed that button. I know when not to do this and don't ever do this kind of thing. And so the more experience you have with something, the more confidence you get, the more, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you are right. And when you know you're right, and then, then, then really does go away. And so that hits me in ways of like, when I'm, yeah, uh, you know, releasing an episode and, and these episodes are hitting like four hundred thousand years now, so it's like, okay, you really gotta be right when I' hitting this many years because if i if I say anything wrong, there's gonna be at least you know a, a hundred emails and d m s and all this kind of stuff saying well, how wrong actually, I was. jack <laughs> yeah actually well, actually happens a lot um and 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 that that's fine, right? If it's like a common knowledge, and then it's like, well, no, it's, this is what really is. Then okay, I, I'll let that go. But it, but if I was just like flat out wrong on something, that's the stuff that that does bug, bug me. So I do I do get worried sometimes that I didn't do enough research, whatever. And then, you know, I just go back and do more research. Like, okay, which parts which parts are are missing, or you know, I I, I need to do more research on or whatever. And and the more you you shine a light on those dark places the more it feels you feel confident or and you know another thing is i'll find the common denominator in a lot of arguments or stories and stuff right so if i have you know a guest on and then i give the story to like their their friend and be like here's the story that they shared me um is there is there any facts to it they're like no there's this is all lies or something i'll be like what's the common denominator what did you what do you agree on happened and what does he agree on what happened and we'll just land on that and then at least both sides can find, yeah, well, we were both there at the same time. That, that much we can agree on. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: We were uh, both right? in so, the state of Nevada
4: at the same yeah. time. Yeah, so you, 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 don't, you don't go too far out on the limb. You find, you know, sor- truth more source towards the trunk of the tree. And then you're like, okay, we can land here, and nobody's going to dispute that. If I start getting really wild with it, then, then there's disputes. I
2: mean, there's disputes even if you're completely right, too, so... I mean, oh, yeah, it's true.
4: Yeah, there was another there was
0: another uh, 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 thing in the chat that that I wanted to get to that that I think um, really, really speaks to the core of what you do. It came from syntax. Um, I have given my mom Darknet Diaries episodes to kind of explain
4: what I do for a living.
0: That's a powerful, powerful sentiment.
4: Well, you know what? There's there's something here where I was working in the sock. And my manager came to me and he's like, you know, if we got a breach, I don't think it would be that bad. I think we'd recover. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I clearly have not taught you anything. Like, gosh, I'm so upset that you said that. Like, he said it in front of my whole team, too. And I was just like, this is the most demoralizing thing you could have said to us. Like, why are we even trying? And um, he he was up.
2: Go ahead. Hack us.
4: Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, okay. So. I can't get through to my manager but maybe I can get through to your manager right so one of the things I just think about is like give this to your manager so that you can get that approved budget or get that extra head or whatever in your company to to get things done and and this is the this is really where it hits my heart where it's like listen, I, I gave this to my manager and now we, now we have this new tool or this new hire or something because they really are taking this seriously now. And I'm like, yes, that is, that is where I want it to be. It's, I couldn't get through to my manager, but I'll get, I'll get to yours. That's
2: the same thing that to I, this, feel. Uh, a, oh, I was going to say, maybe he's trying to just push the fact that, hey, we're going to try everything not to get hacked, but in the event we do get hacked, do we have playbooks? Do we have a way to remediate? Do we understand the data or the implementation? like, Maybe that's what he's trying to get at? I don't know. Um,
0: Well, see, it it shows like yours, and it's also a shameless plug for uh, backdoors and breaches. Uh, Trimark by now has has our expansion pack for backdoors and breaches. But it's things like that that I think, like, you... I consider you a trailblazer for, Jack. Even because when I got into the industry, which is 10, 12 years ago by now, you weren't there yet. Um, And then you... And I there was a very... Like there was a seismic shift in how people translate that information to the uninitiated. And you have things like backdoors and breaches and things like your podcast that really do kind of help break that down for the executive. How demoralizing to have your leadership, the ones that you've been reporting to and you're pouring yourself into to do these things and and make a generalized statement like that. Yeah, you feel like, okay, have I just been, all right, well, nobody's paying attention. So then I'm just going to. Start pointing and clicking and closing tickets as as false positives.
4: Yeah. And the other thing I remember um funnily enough, it was Sean Metcalf's talk, I think, at DEF CON. Hey, that's our boss. Yeah.
0: I know that guy. I
4: know that guy. Who was who was just demonstrating like just blow after blow of how bad uh Windows security is. And I, my jaw just dropped watching that talk and I brought it back to my team. Um, actually the windows team, right? The infrastructure team. I was like, you guys need to get in here for this. And I'm not de- delivering this to the security team. We already know you <laughs> I've got with the whole infrastructure team here. So I brought them in and it was, I really tried this like tip of the arrow kind of, uh, talk. Cause, cause Sean just blew my mind with it. Right. And I was like, okay guys, listen, here are the commands. I can't remember what it is, but to, to see your password, to see who's logged in, to get like this extra privilege. And I was doing it live in our environment and, and they were so mad they were so mad they were like well 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 hold on doesn't linux have any problems why are you picking on windows i'm like oh they do they, we've got shell shock and bug bash and or whatever you know i was like well, they got a ton of things but but we got to work on windows today today's the day we're going to fix windows and uh this this i think carries over like this was before i was making the podcast but this carries over into i love this i love this way of storytelling where it just when you hear it, your jaw drops, and you're just like, "What? I can't believe this! This is happening, right?" So, if you were going to ask me, like, "Where does your storytelling come from?" it's it's from coming home from Def Con, bringing it to the team, and be like, "Oh, I've got such a great presentation for you. You're you're never going to believe what I have to share."
0: How how have you found? So, when when you would go to those things, um, what was the best way? Like would you then go back? Uh, like part some of the best trainings that I've been to, I would um I would uh uh take that back and say, Okay, now we're gonna schedule a thing and we're all gonna sit and have a workshop or whatever. How, yeah. how did you bring that information back to your team?
4: Yeah, we, we we did uh lunch and learns all the time, right? So every month somebody would have to do it. And <laughs> it was a lot of like, not it kind of thing, but we'd say, like, No, everyone's gotta do one. So yeah, you, you know, it come at, like I think a lot of times I'd go to these conferences, and they'd say, "Well, we're not going to we're not going to pay you to go or whatever. We don't we don't pay our engineers to go to conferences." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to bring anything back for the team." And then I'd come back, and they're like, "How'd it go?" And I'm like, "Not telling you. None of your business. None of your business. <laughs> I did it on my dime, my dollar, whatever." Why the So they're questions. like, "Well, we we want to know. Like, what'd you learn?" I said, "Oh, I learned a ton. Oh my God, you're never going to believe it, but it's not. I'm not passing it here because it wasn't on your." time so after that they realized okay we're gonna send you every year we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna make sure that you bring back information and all this kind of stuff so after a while they really liked all the stuff that i was bringing back because i was doing you know big recaps and debriefs and and stuff like that i mean to me it it is fun to i mean you go there and you pretty much crap your pants at defcon like i can't believe this is happening this is that someone could do this
0: Yeah, that was my reaction. Like, mine was, my first was DC 24. And just from the second, that that was at Bally's, I think. And the second that I walked into where, like, the villages and stuff were, and, like, the general contest floor, and there's just, uh, P.S. Lewis, not following, thank you. Um, And you just walk in, and you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, like you had a thought of what it might be from, maybe it's like the entire movie of Hackers or whatever. But it's, 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 and I think, you know, it's, it'll be 10 years soon of like, I still haven't done it the same way twice, right? Like, there's things you can do that you, and there's new things consistently. Like, what are your summer, like, when you're roaming around, I've had a chance to roam around with you at least once. Um, one of my favorite stories uh, that I tell all the time. Is Jack and I uh, had met at uh, Chandelier Bar in Paris, and and then we started walking around the actual conference and we're walking through the big contest area where all the villages and things were. And he had put, and uh, there were a bunch of Darknet diary stickers, a big pile of them were on this bar stool type table. And we walked past, and as we were coming back, there's this kid who was like taking all of them. And Jack just stopped, like we, we kind of looked at each other, we kind of laughed. And Jack stopped and was like, "Oh, like you do you listen to that show?" He's like, "You kidding?" He goes, "I, I, have my entire office listening to this. I'm taking all these stickers back to my my people, and like I love that show." And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm Jack." And they stood and talked for about five, ten minutes. Like I love that story.
4: Yeah, I love meeting the, the the listeners. It's just one of my favorite things. So this is this is why I started giving out friendship bracelets, too, is because it's really nice to have that one-on-one connection with someone in person and to give them a little token. So like, here's a bracelet for you. Yeah, Brendan's got his on. And uh, I'm currently working on – I'm going to Cactus Con in a few days, and so I've, I've got uh, bracelets that I'm working on right now for bringing there. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really fun to just kind of make these connections and to and give people a sticker or a bracelet. Or, and I even encourage people, hey, give me one, and then we'll be friends. So
1: I, uh, I I had somebody stop me at Shmoo, which is where the first time I got to meet Jack. And um, we were in the in that hotel bar area where people just kind of linger. And um, they must have seen that I was wearing a bracelet or something. And they're like, excuse me, this is going to be a really weird question. But are, are you Jack from Darknet Diaries? Yes. And I kind of giggled. Yes. And I said, no. Um, but that guy is right there. And because you were just right around the corner, like right. around the piano. And... Uh, and I was like, "Come here, like I'll let you do." And he was like, oh. "He he freaked out." And it was so, it was so cool. And I was like, "No, nah, Jack's a cool guy." He's like,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That piano was fun. I I actually played a song on it. You know how yeah. to play? I played one song <laughs> when I played it there. <laughs> what, what, what song was it? Imagine by John Lennon. Oh,
0: see, man of many talents, good one. Yeah. And you know, honestly, we should all tell people that we're Jack because Jack does not walk around. First of all anybody listening who listens to this later or whatever jack doesn't take pictures he takes well i'll I'll let jack say what you take you don't take face selfies you do another really fun thing what is that
4: yeah i mean it started where a lot of so many people were asking me like can i do photo no no you can't i don't want any photos of me and eventually someone said well what about a shoe photo and i was like what and i was like that's the strangest thing but if that's what you're into and it worked out it was so nice it was like Let's pick. We have all our feet together, and our bracelets, or our hands, or whatever. And we, it almost seems like an Instagram, like fun, uh, friends kind of thing. And I was like, "This is great." And so the shoe photo stuck. And um, now, I, now I don't. What, horse, explain this to me, okay? <laughs> you, uh, you, you tweeted. No, you, you linked in. I don't know what you did, but you're like today on Trymark <laughs> Twitch Happy Hour. We have the man, the myth, the shoe collection. Jack Sider. Oh yeah. So, where do yes. you get this shoe collection yeah. thing? Danny actually said that like he may show his shoes. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I am well on board with that. I love that." So, so yeah. the, so, so since I had my shoes like taken photo like so many photos of my shoes, I was like, "Crap, I got to I got to level up with my shoes here. I I can't just like wear my dirty old sneakers." So, I went onto Nike's website. And because my my branding for Dark Knight Diaries is like red, white, and black, and I was like, Nike, give me a red, white, and black shoe. And they're like, well, sorry, we're out of them or something. So I was like, What's going on? They they have this ability on Nike's website to design your own shoe. Like you get the shoe, and then they're like, What color do you want? And we can make the, the swoosh this color, the bottom this color, the tongue this color, the thread. And I was like, What? So I got to hand pick all the designs, like the, all the colors of the entire shoe. To make like a perfectly Darknet Diaries branded shoe. So just for these shoe photos to like look at least cool. Because like, oh, that's a recognizable shoe. I know Jack's shoe. And make it unique. But since then, now I'm like super addicted to like designing my own shoes. And I've been going (laughs) on to Nike's website like all the time now. I've made three different like custom shoe designs. And it is become, I do have like a shoe collection at this point. So it's so weird that you even mentioned that.
0: Well, it's because when we were talking, uh, I said, hey, by the way, like I was fully prepared for you not to be on video at all because I know you. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know. He's been doing these shoe selfies for a while now. I think a while or like that's the first time I heard about you doing it was at Shmoo because our boss, Sean, was like, oh, you think we get a picture with Jack? And I was like, yeah, his laces um so i was like, I don't know maybe you would have a camera focused down at your feet for an entire interview i don't know that's what i would have thought of this is much more like you with the like the uh like with with the with the with the glitchy black and white is makes much more sense i don't know why i my brain was like yeah, i'm gonna point this at my feet like this is my only fans
4: yeah uh, like lockpick what? lawyer but for shoes yeah shoes
2: you better subscribe when Danny mentioned you had a camera on each your desk. So I was like, uh, I think that's a different type of uh channel, Danny.
0: <laughs> and I, I assumed. That. i didn't say I knew we had one, like, I also have secret knowledge that Jack has cameras under his desk. I don't desk know the those.
2: way you said it, kind of was kind of interesting.
0: Um, there was, <laughs> before was we can roll the tape back. <laughs> uh, Matt had, Matt and chat, uh, had said that Jack, you're the reason that he got into the business, and I was like, well, what's the first episode you you ever heard his first episode i heard is probably 2019 it was the panic at the talk talk boardroom
4: uh episode do you remember that one jack Mm-hmm. yeah this uh talk talk is a big um isp or phone cell phone provider in uk and they had uh, i think three breaches <laughs> and it's just like at some point the the ceo had to like appear in front of parliament or something to explain what the heck's going on here and it's just like when things get that bad when you have to go to parliament to uh, give testimony on your breach i think that's where the story so that's what that was an early one it was it's nice because i had there's so much audio from the testimony that i was i was just like giddy listening to all that audio like wow listen to listen to this this, are, this is amazing to to hear people talk about cybersecurity. Uh, and, and legislation and all this is wild. So it's just really fun to go through that and put that into an episode.
0: And he, he said, fast Jack- forward five years and I'm buried in red team ops now. So he heard that Matt heard that episode. Matt's always in our, our chat. So had said that um, you had always said, and this is one of the questions, uh, uh, Brandon, you had uh, put this uh, one of our, in our show notes, like you always say that dark net was invented because you wanted to make the kind of show that you wanted to listen to. What is Jack? Mm-hmm. What does Jack Resider listen to?
4: Yeah, I mean before this I was listening to This American Life, Radio Lab, 99% Visible, and I love this storytelling that draws you into the the dumbest thing ever that you don't care about, but for some reason you care about it because the way the story is unfolding, you're just like, "No, I need to know how many feathers are in that pillow or whatever." <laughs> like it's just the stupidest thing, but you're hooked. And I'm like, "How is this so cool?" And then of course, you know, the other half of my podcasts are all cybersecurity news. And I'm like, there's some big stories here. Who's somebody needs to like merge the two together? And I, I tried to get other people to do it, but nobody would listen to me. So I was like, crap, I gotta do this myself. <laughs> so this yeah, I started mind? reading. I read the books uh, that those storytellers would would write, right? So like uh, Ira Glass and Roman Mars and this kind of thing. They've written some some how to craft audio stories and started from there to figure out how to do good storytelling, and shaped it into what it is. So okay, Jack I just I okay. I had the realization recently
1: and you talking about that that um what you're doing is journalism. Like I thought at first it was basically just creating awesome stories and retelling things. Do, do you consider yourself a journalist at this point?
4: Sure, but uh, I tried to get <laughs> tickets in the South by Southwest and they're like you are not a journalist. <laughs> so uh <laughs> The, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting what journalism is. I mean, when I first started, I was like, okay, give me like a journalism podcast or journalism class. Like there's gotta be like how to journalism YouTube channel. Right. And there, there's just, there's not a certificate or I guess there are degrees in it, but like, what are you learning in the degree? And, and how do you like officially become a journalist? Like, where's the, (laughs) where's the line there? Well, I, I did speak to one of my, um, you know was somebody who somebody who I listen to a lot uh was Dina temple rastin on from n p r she did a lot of um uh terrorist uh cover, news- news coverage and I, I meet her every year now at defcon she's always there and she is she is initially like officially granted me uh, you're a journalist I give you full journalism uh, accolades so yeah i think I think so and i think i think where I'm standing is like there's three legs and one is journalism one is audio storytelling um or just storytelling. So there's audio journalism is kind of the space that I'm playing in. Audio journalism, storytelling, and security, right? And I have to have those three skills to make what I make. And I think uh, that's kind of rare to find someone with those three things. I Like when I try to get help on the show, I'm like, okay, I found a really great journalist, but they t- they're, they're talking about women's rights or something in their journalism. They don't know anything about security, and they just cannot apply it. Or I have a great storyteller, but they don't know a fact from fiction and they're just like well that's well, just can we just make up like no we can't make it up you gotta be a good researcher you gotta know how to do journalism well, i don't know journalism i'm just a good storyteller okay so it's kind of difficult to find someone with all that stuff how
0: someone have you found go ahead dev we've uh, been stepping over uh, you for the past 20 uh, minutes for good reason we try not to let you talk too much but you uh, are
2: thanks See, and they wonder why I'm so mean to you. Anyway, I was just wondering, can you take us through the process of how you go from I have an ideal to actually launching a podcast? Like, what is that
4: process involved? Like, the whole podcast or an episode? Like, episode. Oh, yeah. So, an episode is um, I'm looking for a story that is done or has a lot of interesting twists, right? So, a twist might be, all right, we've got a, we've got a contract to hack into this bank. You know, we're going to pen test this bank. And you get in. But then, oh shit! It's the wrong bank. <laughs> we, we went to the wrong address, and <laughs> we just totally pwned this place. Oh crap! What do we do? And I know Mubix has a story like that, where he pen tested the wrong, uh, the wrong IP. They, the the client gave him the wrong IP, and so he's like, got in. We get, we're good. And then, uh, and then the client's like, well, that's not our IP.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you well, told and, me and, it was. Yeah, and that was the same thing with uh, Jason Street when he literally walked into a yes. bank
4: in like Thailand yeah, or Jason's- whatever. And did the whole thing. Yep. So, um, so, so those are good twists, right? If a story has a good twist like that, I'm all on board. And, and typically, um, you know, when somebody gets arrested, that's a twist in itself, right? So we were trying to make a million dollars, but we, accident- we accidentally got arrested. Oh, wow. Okay, let's hear more. So I like I like stuff that just in one sentence it capt it, it it interests me right. If you can explain to me this story in one sentence, that's like wait a minute, I got to hear the whole story. Then then I, then I'm hooked right. So I'm looking for that kind of let's simple simplicity hook me in one sentence kind of thing. Uh, you know I got a lot of pitches from CEOs. Well, I'm an expert in the field of botnets and ransomware. I'd like to come on your show. I'm, like, no, I'm not hooked. I'm not. hooked.
0: <laughs> Try, yeah, do better. Um, funny yeah, enough, if you. When I Googled just now, Jack, I Googled Jason Street Bank story. The first link is your episode of Dark Knight Diaries.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I heard that at DevCon, and I was like, Jason, I love your story. Would you mind doing it on my show? And he was such a sweetheart to do it before. Like I, you know, it's like episode six. So he's like, I don't know who you are, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. So big, big space in my heart for Jason. What are
0: some of your, what, what are your thoughts on how the nature of storytelling has changed in social media with the advent of things like TikTok, where you have, yeah, you know, like that's crazy, right? Like that, just because now, I mean, there's all this to do, and there's congressional testimony and all these things, but it's a great storytelling, except for the people that do it in seven parts, and you have to keep checking back. That that shit should be illegal. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on how that's evolved the art of storytelling? I mean, I
4: think it, I think it's a. Is it a good thing? I don't know. Well, I think think there's something that we just need like a constant dopamine hit, and there's something going on there where it's like faster, faster. I'm not reading whole articles. I'm not looking through long stories. I just want something right now. And it ends up being hours and hours of us watching little one-minute videos. And it, and we really could probably benefit more from just watching a movie we've been really wanting to watch or uh, an educational show to learn something or whatever, but we end up stuck there. And I think there's just maybe there's a flaw in our operating system of just next, next, next. We 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 I don't know. There's there's something there. But but I, I obviously don't play in that space. I'm like, I got a one hour long story for you. And I want you to strap in and hang out with me for a while. And I think a lot of people appreciate that, right? They're just like, nope, I want to get out of that grind of one-minute stories and get into something that has more depth and more meaning and has more nuance and lots of texture and characters. And I think people really like that.
0: For that one-hour story that people are sitting with you and taking that journey with you on— that one hour that they're setting for me it's in an airplane most times or it's you know driving to the gym and'll and I'll digest it in these little 20 minute increments how long how actually long because this always surprises people and it shocks the crap out of them <laughs> how long does a one hour episode take for you to spend
4: time on to, to... I mean a, a, a good solid two weeks and I have a team now to uh like, send him stuff. And say, hey, go. Like, when I narrate, I'm like the worst narrator. I'll I'll say everything two, three, four times because I just can't get it out of my mouth. Clearly, I stutter and, and mm-hmm. flub it up and screw things up and can't pronounce names. And I'm like, what? how do you say this name? And I have to go and look it up. And Okay, okay, I think I got it. And I still can't say it. So so there's a lot of editing that has to go on that I give to people. But, yeah, a solid two weeks. So at least uh, 60 hours of work to put together a one-hour episode.
0: It's insane to and for that level of quality, even for this little paltry show that we do. Um, it is, you know, we sit here and we record it and things, but the, the editing and all of these things like there is a lot that it has to at some point become half labor of love and half obsession. Oh, like, yeah, for have sure. To Keep doing that. What do you do yeah. when you're done?
2: Danny, please. We all know you just go export to audio. No, I do so. <laughs> um,
1: he cuts m- the part where I talk ahead of time out, and then and then he
0: uploads it. I so. have to edit. Yeah. I've spent so much time, Jack, like recognizing the waveform of Dev's voice just to know what to edit quickly. <laughs> like they they each have a, like little peaks and valleys, and I can identify Devs. I'm I'm getting ready to try to write something to just do it automatically for it. When you're sick, thanks
2: for making making fun of my disability. Yeah, yeah, no problem.
0: When you're sick of doing the thing that you're doing, like, what is, like, what do you do to wind down? Like, what do you do when you're like, I can't possibly hear my voice anymore? I I can't possibly re record the stupid line for the 800th time. How do you unwind? Like, how how do you just be like, this is my.
4: I mean, I I procrastinate just as much as everyone. When the, when when things are like, oh man, this is a hard thing I need to do. I'm just going to do it later. That God. there's this wall that's hard to get over, and you, and every time when you get to it, and you're just like, well, that wasn't so bad. I should have just did it a week ago when I was when first mm-hmm. had it on my desk. Um, and so you know, you you kind of remember that next time of like, you know, last time I remember struggling with this, and it wasn't so bad. So let me just get it out of the way now, and hopefully you can. But yeah, I think. Um, I think when I'm playing video games is when I realize I'm depressed, right? There's, so there's a couple of clues. So if I'm playing, I only watch movies and play video games when I'm sick or depressed. And so there's something going on there. If, if, something's, if something's going on, then I'm like, okay, there's a clue here. But the other clue is the music. I have this, um, I listen to a lot of music, right? And I have this kind of arc in my music where if um, if I'm in depression, I, I have this... this, this is, arc, I suppose, um, it's like first I'll listen to old I, at the beginning of the depression I'll start listening to old music I, li- I loved in high school, and it's mm. like, uh, it just brings me back to this comforting time of when life was great, and the future was bright and I just want to remember the good old days, and, it, and it, it's, it's, there's something nice about that and if I, if I stay there for a while and then it goes into like women singers, like Adele or something like this, where Stevie it's like Nicks heartbreaking songs. Stevie Nicks, <laughs> is I know. When you
0: know I'm down in the I'm down in the shit. Yeah,
4: yeah. Then, and Then I know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going through some depression here, and then it always ends up with Tool. Tool always gets me through it. Where I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to move on. I'm busting through walls and I'm getting past it, and I'm and I'm going forward to uh get out of this uh this muck I'm in and and uh, yeah I've noticed that at least three times in my life where I, I go through like this month long period of this music s- cycle.
0: Mine's uh mine's shows, mine's old shows like so right now I've I've been kinda in it for the past couple of weeks or so. Uh Scrubs, I will go through every single season from the beginning. You walk into a room and I'm watching season two of Scrubs, like hey Danny you want, you need to talk? <laughs> Do you need to hug? <laughs> Um, that's interesting have have you gotten used because I've just recently maybe in the best few years like actually come to embrace the sound of my own voice during editing Matt had said I don't know about y'all but I loathe the sound of my own voice on recording even when others tell me it's good have you gotten used to yours yet
4: yeah yeah I've gotten used to mine I don't know if I ever hated my voice but there was a time where I wanted my voice to sound a specific way and i what I, initially i wanted my voice to sound like rami malek in mr robot right mm. and so i actually was like trying and i couldn't do it and so i went to a voice coach and i was like what's how how's does this guy talk and they're like oh that guy's got severe um insomnia <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like oh, oh okay so i stayed up to like 3 a.m. and i was like super tired i was like these are true stories from the dark side
0: <laughs> <laughs> talk about method I,
1: acting jesus that's, yeah, it. That's it. That's
4: the one. I tried, and it was just exhausting. So I was like, okay, I'll never be able to reach that. And so I did I did try on a ton of voices. I tried on Ira Glass's voice and uh, Malcolm Gladwell's voice and all these different voices to even styles of like Radiolab has this real fast beat cut in and out of, the, out of the guest and jump around to different music and sound effects and stuff. And I tried all these different styles to try them all on to just feel is this where i want to be obviously staying up till 3 a.m. trying to do this is not where i want to be right so at the end of all this i took all the pieces that i love the most and is, what's weird about it is that it feels like my na- normal natural voice when i'm talking but i had to go through this whole process to find that that's okay and and now i now i feel like okay well we're at this comfort level of this is cool you can just use this voice now i'm taking it to new levels of being silly with it. Like uh, one episode I, I acted like I threw down my headphones and walked out of the room in the middle of like this talk with someone and it was, it was all scripted and stuff. But the, the idea here is that I'm really playing with this voice on this character of listening to these stories and being into it. And like, it, like I I, I always ma- imagine that the way I do the show is that I'm at a bar talking to my friend a really good friend of like oh my gosh i have this crazy cybersecurity story and by the way the person who was there is right here next to me here tell him tell him your story tell him tell him how it happened so it's it's this more casual delivery and not so much this you know maybe historical journalism style of Today on Dark Knight Diaries, we're going to talk about this and You have (laughs) the sing-songy
0: voice where we say now after these commercials or the radio one hundred five seventy X everything right, you know that kind of shit.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so I, I developed my own style that's different than than I think most people. We had
0: and I had the same thing. So I did radio for a number of years, and any any baby jock when they first start out is going to yell they're gonna scream at that microphone like it owed them money and it's not that they're trying to i did the same thing it's like either you're excited or you think for some reason even though i'm really up close like it's not gonna hear me and it that was the same trick jack like talk like you're it's one person whatever that one person is in your brain and you're having a conversation like I would not be at a bar with Jack and be like Jack I you didn't reflect. I heard the shit it sucks so I'd be like hey man like you see that cur- that shit that shit was crazy and like sometimes you'll turn away and like a casual conversation. like yes or my early air checks which I still have on a CD somewhere in a storage facility somewhere it uh, it's like I'm screaming at the listener <laughs> it's awful yeah but um, wouldn't yeah. it would
2: be more of someone being nervous so they kind of compensate by this Projecting more confidence by yelling.
0: Yeah, but there's so many like longtime DJs who still do that shit. They're just bad DJs. Uh,
1: somebody, right, say... hey, I've
0: got I've got a question.
1: Go ahead, Brandon. I'm going to interrupt you because we've got a we've only got like eight minutes left. Go ahead, Brandon. And so one of the things Jack said it, the episode where he took his headphones off and threw it. Um, I want to bring up privacy because that's the newest thing that's really started echoing in a lot of the most recent podcasts. And recently, Jack put out a, a YouTube video um, on some of this advocation of, of personal privacy. And we actually had a question in chat about it, too. So um riff on that for a little while, Jack. Like, where did that come from? Because um, you've got a lot of passion on that right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you if you boil it down, like you hear about these breaches and stuff, like, oh, you know, 20 million accounts stolen. Like, wh- hold on a second. Is there anything I can do about this? Because... I, I'm the one who put my data in this database. <laughs> okay. So maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, Cause at at some point we've got to just like stop trusting these people to take care of our data. And then it's like, okay, well, could I have given them false information or a different username or a different password? Like, w- like we've told people, Hey, use your different password on every website. And that's because these passwords are going to get picked up. They're going to be sniffed. They're going to be snooped. They're going to get breached. And it's going to, it's going to be a bad day for you if it's the same thing you use. So hold on a second if that's the case if, if if we assume that our password is going to be breached and it's going to be you it's going to be seen by someone let me just assume everything is now like zero trust on all my private data so when I'm giving you my credit card I'm not giving you my credit card I'm giving you a, a privacy card or a virtual card or a gift card or something mm-hmm. else because I don't trust that you're going to be able to take care of any of this much less I mean if, we're, if we don't trust it with our pa- okay you got me going now Brandon
1: I'm, I knew <laughs> that you would and I wanted to do this 20 minutes to go, Jack.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, Jack. Keep going, Jack. I, 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 I like this idea of like, let me take my own, you know, like I don't want, I don't like companies even collecting this data. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love companies that are just like, we don't want any of your stuff. It's, it's, you can give it to us at the time of need and then we're gonna delete it immediately or just not collect it or not ask for it or any of this. And I'm just like, that's the way to deal with man. Like, I don't care if Signal gets breached because the signal has no data on their customers or even proton mail you know, gets breached because my stuff is encrypted on their server that you can't see it even in a breach so let's get breach proof by not having data or 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 encrypting the data in a way that um even a breach doesn't do any problems so this this is the way i'm thinking about like next gen security it's just like Hold on! It's all about privacy, and and we don't need like the, it, these companies are collecting too much, and it's pervasive, and it's it's just getting out of hand. And I don't see the need for it. When you have, you know, you have Google wanting everything off of you, but then you have DuckDuckGo that's like we don't need anything, and we can still provide you with great search results. And I'm like, so so, so the, the, what's this? It's pointless to have all this data on me, and 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 so I'm just opting for these companies that just decide not to collect our data at all. And then I'm also taking it to the next level of like, okay, well, if I have to, you're going to get all fake information. (laughs)
2: Well, what's your opinion about those? Oh, I was going to say, what is your opinion about, like, you mentioned Google, but now Google's proactively banning, like, if you use Firefox to view certain websites, they're blocking it. If they're using DuckDuckGo to do certain searches, they're sending you to wrong different, they're giving fake data back. Like, Google's proactively trying to shut down um, companies that are for for privacy. And, like, I'm just curious what your opinion is about Yeah,
4: that. It, I mean, I heard this term the other day called, like, privacy washing. And I love it because it's, like, g- places like Google and Apple are redefining what the word privacy is and trying to tell you, no, we take your privacy seriously and here are the steps we do. It's like, no, 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 none of that is privacy. You've reinvented the word. This is not privacy. You can mm. look into my life and see everything. That's not private. You're not respecting my privacy at all. And so these companies I think are just like making up words and trying to apply it. And, 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 and it's, it's a (laughs) psyop.
1: So was there, was there a specific event that or, or episode that you were, that you were getting ready to put out that, that really triggered you on this? Or is this more of like a, like a gradual something that you've noticed over time and like just gotten more and more, fired up about it.
4: No, I think I think it's been there for like at least a decade where I had like a really good friend who Yeah, I mean it was a decade ago and it was like uh we were working together and they were asking like for his kids' information to give to um I think it was a uh, you know this medical medical insurance and I was like, I don't want my kids' stuff. I was like, I think there was a there was a medical insurance breach. <laughs> and he's like, if I put my kids' stuff in here and it gets breached, then all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, this is awful. And so I started listening to him on like, all the privacy things he could do. I mean, he was asking HR, do I do I do you need to know my kids' social security numbers to get them insured? Is there a workaround and stuff? And I was like, man, I love this guy. is doing this, doing this, uh, you know, proactive. You know, he's being an activist of his own privacy. And so he kind of taught me how to just take care of your own stuff out there. And, and it's great. So, you know, s- since day one, I've been trying to self host as much stuff as I can, like self host your, where your images are stored and, and your data and stuff like this and try not to use as many cloud devices and yeah, it, it just take control of your own stuff. So it's, it, I think it's been that way since a long time. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't, I don't know if there's any catalyst that recently, but it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and I need to be louder and louder.
0: Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, the fight against privacy right now is ridiculous. Um, They're just pushing for everything for them to data mine and data broker, sell your stuff, and it's just like, really? Like, for you to even do anything, you need to be connected to the cloud or connected to some infrastructure that's listening to you or, you know, taking your data and selling it to whoever knows. I, I
0: just posted in, in the chat one of my favorite, not only people, but privacy advocates is Whitney Merrill. Whitney, uh, she was actually on, we had her on the podcast when, I, when we were at Shmoo, not this past year, but the year before. Um, so she's one of those ones that are constantly beating the drum on it. Um, Jack, we're running out of time, man. I wish I could have you for three hours, but I know you're also super busy. So we're winding it down. What we like to do towards the end of this is we like to close some stuff out uh, with... We try to do it, what's the, like, how was your week? Like, any wins this week, things like that. If you had an awful week, you're free to vent about that, too. So I'm going to let you think about that for a couple of minutes while we go around to my co-hosts here, and they say their thing, and you say, you know, whatever, if you had a good win this week or just whatever. So, Jake, go right ahead.
3: Oh, uh, so uh, for a long time, we've wanted to have uh, nested group diagrams in our reports indicating how... Groups are nested within other groups, which is terrible in Active Directory, and creates these things where, like, half of your company has domain admin and you don't know why. Uh, and I spent yesterday and today creating uh, a thing to automate that and create little PNG images. I'm going to release that uh, probably this weekend as a module on our Trimark GitHub, but it uses PowerShell and nothing else. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I guess it does use Microsoft Edge, but... It just was
0: very fun to work in
3: and and get working. So, yeah, that's my win.
0: Uh, also, by the, by the way, we uh, also in chat. Why do I always catch this at the end of the stream? I don't know. Poor time management. However, yep, that's why this is recorded. We're on Spotify. We're also on YouTube. You, you you can we can replay it. It's fine. I have
3: one other win, which is calling out Danny for his lack of mustache. All right, listen,
0: real quick. <laughs> Fine. We're going late, folks. I was really hoping <laughs> yeah. we would get away with this. So, I I consider fuck. I it's just been like we talked about. It's just been one of those weeks, right? Like where I'm watching Scrubs at night and just praying for the days just to keep going. And but and today I was just I took a, went to the gym, right? I was having a pretty good morning. I was starting to endorphins were kicking up. Get out of the shower. I was like, I got a trim. Right? I got a trim. Well, I left on the last guard that I use, which I only use for the sides of my face to get. And I, I started on one side of my mustache. And I was like, son of a bitch, you cliche asshole. I just, so it's like half of my stuff was gone. But my son also, this has to do with my son too. I was like, well, I can't, I was going to rage and just shave it all. But my son was very upset. He's eight and a half years old. He was upset when I when I cut my beard to the length that it is now. So I'm trying to grow it back out to make the lad love me again. So I was like, well, I can't do the whole thing and go scorched earth. So I had to cut the mustache. I don't think it looks. bad. It doesn't no. look bad. It, it looks good. Yeah, it like
2: oh, a it, typical predator. That's all.
0: You son of a bitch! All right, listen. <laughs> it I'm, detracts I'm gonna, from your missing eyebrow. I'm gonna skip Dev this round. Uh, uh Brandon, <laughs> how? What's your win this week? <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, this, I, I always say this, but, um, so this is my win today. It's fantastic. I will add, um, I did switch to using the brave, um, uh, browser now. So I haven't fully uninstalled Chrome yet, but I'm about to. So I'm trying to be a little bit more private inspired from, um, from our host here. So <laughs> that's
0: great. And Jack, how was your week, man? Do you have any wins this week?
4: Um, I got so going off with of Brandon there. I got some uh, privacy upgrades myself. I got a. Um, I'm I'm gonna be ripping my SIM card out of my phone soon and just using a Wi-Fi hotspot everywhere I go. And I've also got a new case for my phone that has a camera, um, a camera cover on the case, and so it has a little slider to um open it and close it so because i'm sure we all have little yeah we i'm sure we all have little um covers for our laptop cameras but for some reason we're lacking on covering up our phone cameras and so that's kind of what i've been finding solutions for so i finally got solutions for that this week
0: i do the opposite i have an hd i have an hd camera pointed at me and on even when i'm not streaming clearly (laughs) i'm not that great at the privacy uh thing um (laughs) So Listen, Google. Google can
2: have that data.
1: They can yeah. have Danny.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's also another OS you could use for your
2: phone called Graphene OS that allows mm-hmm. you to actually turn off different components of your phone.
0: And well,
4: I'm, yeah, Graphene is great.
0: I'm also super curious. I had never heard of that method that you just mentioned, Jack, before taking a SIM card out and just using a hotspot. I I didn't even know that right was by thing. Calls.
4: Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can do you know Wi-Fi calling, but um, the the SIM card itself is going to be tracking you know triangulating where you're what towers you're connecting to, and then saying oh there's your phone number that's where you've been and all this sort of thing. But when you're using Wi-Fi calling, it'll track your Wi-Fi hotspot, but it won't know exactly where your phone is coming from. So it's it's a it's extra degree of extra work to find where you're at, where you're at. But the other thing that I learned about recently is that, like, if you're on a VPN on your phone, which I like having a VPN all the time, the the SIM card's like, screw that. I'm not sending no VPN. (laughs) So it just skips the VPN altogether and just sends all kinds of data to your, your, uh, um, you know, cell provider because it's a baseband network it's not even on the tcp ip right so it's like we got our own network here and so i'm forcing everything through the vpn through it through it so so if i'm connecting to some phone it's like boy this guy's coming from france right (laughs) (laughs) no that's i it's just
0: every time i talk to especially people like you jack i realize how easy i would be to find and kidnap um that's why i try to lift heavy weights so i'm not that easy because once you get me you gotta lift me up um same so anyway jack thank you so much man this was uh, it's always a pleasure to talk really to you i'm skipping
2: me wow uh, yeah i really am skipping <laughs> you i, I, do, <laughs> I don't jerk. give a shit
0: what your week was like dev um <laughs> nor does anybody in the chat um uh <laughs> this was fine all right listen i i uh, maybe you get hit by a bus and then i feel semi bad how what, what's your win today dev or is this week So it, for the whatever. longest
2: time I've been helping a nonprofit. Um, oh, he's with, actually given um, a good one. <laughs> yeah. helping a nonprofit for anti-human trafficking. Oh, um, I'm actually converted that tool into something that I am actually using now as my daily driver for laptops and everything. Um, it completely separates you from your computer and everything you do from anything that's you from the internet and it silos everything.
0: Damn, I was going to shut Dev up, and he's like, I'm doing work with child traffic. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so we just released
2: that tool, and uh, yeah, if you're a nonprofit needing a tool for uh,
0: human rights, let us well, know. Look at you. You, both, you and Jack changing the world, what you do. And Jack, make no mistake, my friend, you have changed literally the world, our world, our community, six years ago when you first decided, hey, I'm going to go do this thing. I don't ever want you to understate or underestimate the uh, the impact you have had on so many people in this community, in this industry. Um, I always say like, whenever I do a thing, what I say, if it affects that one person, I'm going to keep doing as long as I hear about it, I'm going to keep doing it. And I could tell you when I said, Hey, Jack's coming on the show. Hey, Jack's doing a signing at our booth at Shmoo. Hey, you know, Jack's going to be here. Uh, People's faces light up uh, with like general, like genuine admiration. Uh, and, and I hope you never lose sight of that and what you're doing. Cause it's out there. Even if we had, we had this conversation, Jack and I about, you know, getting feedback about things that we're doing and like only like 1% of your audience will ever give you any kind of feedback. And usually mm-hmm. you're just being dicks about it. Um, but you do, you have a huge impact and we couldn't be prior to have you on
4: the show today. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think, uh, Danny, you're an inspiration to me, too. And you get me out of bed a lot of times when I see you tweeting about your workouts and doing the stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, if Danny's out there doing it, I got to get out and there and do it. And so days when I convinced myself I'm not going to do it. And then I, I'm like, I'm just going to go on Twitter. I, uh, you unconvince me and you get me out
0: there. Dude, you actually fed it back to me because you told me that same thing as Shmoo, and the one day I was like, I don't know if I'm we'll do this thing or whatever, and I was like, oh, no. If Jack's checking, and I don't do shit, and then Jack's not going to do anything, then we're, neither of us are going to get any better. Fuck. So then I'll go out and do a thing. Um... But dude, thank you again. I can't wait to have you back again. I'm going to see you in the desert next week, Cactus Con. yeah?
4: All right. Well, I'll look for you there.
0: Hell yeah, man. And for everybody else, uh thank you everybody for joining in the chat, Frickin' bats, uh, Asmodeus, and Syntax and and Matt and everybody. Um tell your friends we uh, I I upload. I am a few weeks behind, but we do upload our episodes to Spotify if if that's how you that's how Spotify. you di- Spotify?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's saying those words over and over again. If I was recording this right now, I'd re-record that 75 times. Um, he is a professional. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, everything goes up to Spotify. And YouTube full episodes up there. Um, and I do have a backlog, which I will be getting to this weekend because uh, I'm trying not to drink this weekend. Um, but so we'll be back next Friday. Well, what are we talking about? I have no idea because we don't have our shit together that much yet, but we're trying. Uh, so until then, for myself, uh, Dev, Jake, Brandon, and of course the great legendary Jack Resider, uh, thank you everybody for joining. Who is my thank music you. gonna play this time?
2: The key I, is, I is it. It. Oh, it's playing. not playing no, what I wanted to. There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So, shocker, Danny loves the sound of his own voice. He was like, wow. oh, <laughs> did <they see> that <laughs> coming Jupiter and Mars. I hate the show. In other words, let's say, you were the one who said hold it. Hold my, my hand. I listened to it. You called Sleepy Mary. And we called Frank Snodger for everybody to close out the
0: show. I'm mean, just going to talk over that because I want to hear Frank and Baby, kiss me. Not but Jack, you now you can make Danny
3: I'm